Good we are live. We are live. Okay. Shut up, Ty. That's how we're going to start every episode <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of the Kicking About podcast. Yo. Uh, back again, all three of us together again. How are we doing, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you guys are an absolute joy tonight, uh, aren't you? What do you want us to say? Hungry? Yeah, I'm feeling great. <laughs> Ty's feeling hungry because it's I dragged him out I of think his house a little bit earlier. I understand we're not professional podcasters. <laughs> no. And we're literally all of us just came from work yeah, directly. We literally did. Because someone said we should, you know, um, do this earlier. Yeah, uh, out yeah. of out of order from what we used to do yeah. every week. And apparently I gave him a lift here. I didn't know I was doing that today. Wow. Tim, yeah. Tim you always give Can me a lift here. That? Yeah, but you always ask beforehand. Well, once but it comes a routine did. after a little while, wasn't I, it? I, I thought you were like, oh, d- because the, f- the football traffic's going to be bad, so I'm just going to, you know, get there myself. Yeah, same yeah. as well when you mentioned in the text. Yeah. But at no point did he ever just go, Ask oh, by lift. the way, yeah. um, are you okay if I can't get a lift? Yeah. But, you know, you're his butler, right? Chauffeur, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Not there yet. Uh, yeah. I'm not promoted to butler yet. Oh, no, a yeah, couple yeah, yeah. more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, a couple more weeks. But when th- when things happen every week, you know, it becomes a, becomes a routine. We can't even get the time right, mate. <laughs> You, you can't get the time right. I mean, I just want to get home because there is some good football going on again this week. Is it? And uh, really yeah, last week Champions League. Transition, yeah. Last week Champions League. This week Carabao Cup. Yeah. Um, ah. Norwich City currently on against Liverpool on Sky Sports. It is on right in front of me. Um, he is watching this as we record this. I am watching yeah. this as we're recording it. And uh, there will be live score updates during the night. I think there's about 11 games, 13 games. So the mic remember. kind of disappears for a bit and your ears burst is because uh, Norwich probably would have scored or something. So hey, what have we got? What have we got? We've got uh, Brentford, Oldham, Burnley, Rochdale, Fulham, Leeds, Man City, Wickham, Norwich, Liverpool, Preston, Cheltenham, QPR, Everton, so Sheffield, United, Stamton, Watford, Stoke and Wigan, Sunderland. Norwich have put out a pretty, um, uh, I mean, it's very hard to look at the Norwich it's team. A, it's a back five, isn't it? <laughs> it's a, it's back, a back five, five against the Liverpool reserve team. Yeah. That could will probably still score six goals. Yeah. But I mean, they've they've they put out a pretty good squad, uh, near pretty much near their first team, with a couple of um, changes Ooh, there yeah. from you know Tim Krul, uh, Puki not in the team as well, uh, and Kabak not in the team. No Kabak, no Max Ahrens. No, um, wasn't he injured though? I don't know. He might be, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but if you look at that, even if you look at that <laughs> Liverpool bench, that that Liverpool second team, besides some of the uh, on, the young Mino. teams. You know, I can't really. It'd be very hard for for Norwich to to put it past this. Which probably leads to the first question, right? Is what are Norwich football's aspirations this season? Bad start. What, what do you think, Tim? I think it's really hard to recover from a five run, def- five defeat run. It's not five now. It's fifteen in total. Fifteen Premier League games without a win. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen. And then five straight loss, and then. Eight in total, if you count the last time they were in the back-to-back l- uh, losses. Lose? Losses, yeah. Losses, what? yeah, yeah. So eight <laughs> back-to-back Premier League Ls. Yeah, yeah, they've lost 15 in a row now. My yeah. They've conceded something like, I can't remember how many goals, but they've only scored three goals Yeah. in those 15 matches. Well, two of them came this year. Yeah, two of them came this year, one against yeah, one against One against Watford, one against yeah. Leicester. Yeah, yeah, so before against that, it was yeah. one in... 13. Yeah. So so my thing is I think mentally it's going to be quite hard to come back from a five consecutive loss. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Which which kind of makes me question is what's really at fault here? Who's to blame cuz I see teams like uh we're seeing Watford and Brentford have just come up and they're do putting up much better performances than Norwich and is this just going to be the game every year? Norwich get relegated, go up, relegated, go up. What's like, for me personally? I just think that uh, I know this might be not shared across the room, but I do think that the manager isn't cut for the Premier League as great as he is for the. I don't. Uh, I don't know league. if it's manager web based. I mean, you look at the signings that you know Watford have made, and they've brought in a lot of Premier League experience. Um, yeah. Danny Rose. Josh King as well, I believe. Um, Brentford, they haven't brought in Premier League experience, but they've brought in, you know, a lot of good players. And they're very f- for, for their first time in the Premier League, they've got nothing to lose. They, like are, they are expected in in a way to go back down. They, so they are very, uh, as I've learned, they're very stat driven. 
yeah. as I've learned, mm. which I didn't believe before, but you know, at the end of the day, it is stat quite stat driven. The game, yeah. If you get your stats stats right, it's fifty percent of the game. Yeah. Okay, maybe not fifty percent, but it's quite a big part of the game. So if you get that right, and they've they've shown they can get results on a not a big budget. Yeah, I mean th- that that asks the question that. You know, with Norwich not doing well in the league, do they need a cup run, or is more cup games just going to lead to more problems down the line? The problem with 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 cup games is, you know, it's not really what Norwich fans want to see, is it? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it you know, okay, be. like I ask, okay, if I if I was a Norwich, you know, I, I am a Norwich fan because I I live in Norwich. Maybe not as much as, you know, a full on, you know, just because I'm supporting the local native. team, a native, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> If if I was thinking to myself, what are the aspirations? Pretty much like you know, if Zimbabwe was playing in a competition, I know what our ceiling is, and I know as much as we can get. Would I rather we win the Carabao Cup, or we fight for tenth place or eighth place or sixth or whatever seventh place in the Premier League? I'd rather go mid table than that. Because yeah, but with what? Norwich, it's never going to be that high. Like it's it, it's it's going to be a relegation scrap. So you're aiming for fifteenth, sixteenth. But that's what I mean. Seventeenth. Would I rather put all those resources and say, well, we're doing absolutely abysmal in the Premier League, so let's just try to go for a cup run, where we know the Carabao Cup is a Man City trophy, just waiting to be added to their legions and legions of League Cup trophies. For for what? They don't have the squad depth for for a cup competition. They don't have it. Well, you look at the squad that was put up today by Norwich. Yeah, uh, is is now one 0 Liverpool already. Oh, well, there we go. You see, what I mean, like what, um, do you know what I mean? Like what? What does that really lead up? Oh, lead Mina, 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 come on! Yeah, I was waiting for Tim to see it. Yeah, is that the next shirt in the collection? You got it. I do have his shirt in my yeah. collection. Is that, is that the one you're wearing right now? No, I'm oh. wearing <laughs> work T-shirt, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just feel like. You know, I think the manager in in himself, I think this is where I think the blame goes semi to him because he just hasn't adapted to playing in the Premier League. How is it that other managers have been able to know how, what's expected? Because I, I love Norwich, but they're not as physical as, as is demanded in the Premier League. They're not tactically able to adapt to each team they play against. And unfortunately for me, that is down to the manager, and that's something that you just can't, you know, just brush aside uh, compared to maybe other teams that have gone up as well. It's tough because I feel like if Norwich were to get a cup run, it boosts the fans more, doesn't it? It boosts the players more. You know, you get a couple more win under your, wins under your belt, but then also the more cup games you play, mm. the more matches you're going to have in, in the season, the longer the season is, the the more tired your players get, you know, yeah. it's it, it really is swings and roundabouts with a cup run, and especially as you said, you know, this is usually a cup that Man City thrive on. They they win quite a lot. Norwich could equalise here. No, they haven't. Uh, it is it, it's a cup that Man City usually win, and it's a cup that usually goes to a bigger team. But mm. there's still it's, it's still silverware, right? If you're a mid-table team in the Premier yeah. League or you're a top team in the Championship, this is silverware that is to be won. Well, I don't know because. I remember when Norwich finished tenth in the Premier League, you know, albeit it was like five points between <laughs> six twos, fourteen. Yeah, it was. But like that was such a big thing in the city. Yeah. Um, we stayed up. Yeah, I think as well. If you think about the last time we managed to stay up for more than one season, and now other Premier League teams spending has gone up exponentially. And they've also improved, right? That too, yeah. But like you look at every every other team, yeah. Because they have consistent Premier League income, they're mm. able to spend so much more. Whereas Norwich, I just don't know what the direction of recruitment is. Uh, it looks like they're it looks like they're buying the right players, but you know, are, are they the right players in Norwich? I, just, I don't know. They, I think the question is, are they the right players for now, or are they the right players for yeah a couple of years down the line? Yeah. And and what is the and are they f- down the line look like? And are they for the Premier League? Are these players built for the Premier League? I think so, because you look at who Norwich have brought in, you know, Gilmore and Williams on loan, who have come from Chelsea and United, respectively, who yeah. are young and have got futures ahead of them in the Premier League. Uh, you know, there's been a couple of players like 
Gibson, who came in from Burnley permanently. Uh, Giannoulis came in again permanently, uh, required to buy. Uh, Solis, again from Greece, who have European football tournament history. Um, So they have made good signings. It's just like most teams, when you make signings outside of England, it takes time to adapt and it's going to be three months before a team really gels who have all come from different leagues and and play different styles of football and don't have that same intensity that the Premier League has. It's going to take two or three months before oh, before they gel. And, 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 and do they have two or three months to gel? No, not in the Premier League. You don't have that time. Yeah, and that's why I worry that by Christmas, it's just going to be the same like the season just before the last one is. We're just going to be the same place as before. We're in Norwich and now already relegated and it's set in stone and then what what then fa cup i mean maybe at that point yeah let's why not go for it but uh i i I just feel as though norwich are not are not playing to play for the premier league they're trying to play the same style you play in the championship which just doesn't work for for this league yeah i mean as well you you look at it that it's already what five we're five games in and yeah. no win and you know you aim for 36 points and that's 12 wins and yeah you're now down to 33 games to get 12 wins and i get it norwich have had a tough start you know they've played city liverpool leicester mm-hmm. and arsenal but that watford game was a big game yeah everton this coming weekend which an everton team that are usually in form but need to bounce back from that 3-0 loss to, to, to Villa at the weekend so there's there's going to be a lot on this game again that I just don't see Norwich beating Everton this weekend so yeah, drag the season yeah. out it becomes tougher of all the teams you want to play Norwich is the one you want to play right now if you're a struggling team or if you're um, playing FPL um, I'm just looking <laughs> at Evan's stats at the moment um, Norwich is severely underperforming Yeah. so they are projected to do better than they are now and they're definitely not supposed to be the, the worst team. Like, if you look at um, XG, it's sh- we should be hovering around the same level where Leicester, Watford, Aston Villa is at the moment. And they are at the 10th, 11th, 12th mm. position. If you look at the uh, XGA, so expected goal against, mm. it is bad. Like, it's they're expected to ship um, 10 goals so far in the five games. Yeah. And again... It's around the same level. Uh, Arsenal's supposed to be worse. Leeds is around the same level as we are. Yeah. So again, when we, we, on paper, we're by far not the worst team. It's just how do we get that performance out? But yeah. It, again, it is those time. fixtures. It is those fixtures. Like Norwich never do well against Man City. Man City always put four, five, six past Norwich. Liverpool so that's one and thing. Norwich are Liv- li- Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool, and Liverpool and as well. Man City, put goals past, but yeah. Norwich have held Arsenal to a one goal win you know only losing one nil i know arsenal dominated that game but they did only lose one nil they held leicester to a you know a one goal one goal win they won two one but norwich could have equalized in that one it was disallowed so it it, it has been tough things haven't gone their way but it's just how do they bounce back from here i also think right that this morale and culture is it's Mm. it's trickled down from your leaders yeah and how does the like if i was the manager going into your you know fifth consecutive lost you know what kind of how are you communicating to your players like I think a lot of it will come down to come down to Daniel Farker I think because the team is there as the stats suggest how will he be able to galvanize these players yeah I think at some point as we alluded to in one of our previous episodes the board is going to have to figure out is Daniel Farker the man to bring forward my question is who's going to replace him like I yeah. don't think anyone, you know, can can be better than Daniel Farker for a elevator elevator club. But it depends on what the aspirations are, right? Like like we mentioned before, does he want? Does does the board want? I mean, the board want to, to stay up. Their admirations are this year to yeah. stay up. Last yeah. time they thought they went up a bit too soon, so they were expecting to come straight back down. Yeah. This year, that the goal was to stay in the Premier League, and that's why they've put money into transfers and bought in yeah. young prodigies and. They want to stay up in the league. It's just how do the board now execute that plan? I think if for some whatever reason it is, <laughs> if for whatever reason they do go out, I just think that they go. I don't know who, like you just mentioned, right? Who do they bring in? Um, maybe even Frank Lampard. He's available. Um, no, I don't think I don't think Lampard would go to a to a Norwich. I'm not. I mean, if they go down to the Championship, 
why not? At this he went point, to Derby. yeah, he went to Derby, and Derby wasn't. It, I mean, look at Derby that was, now. That was a first job, though. I think for Frank now, it, it needs to be something that I can mean, help him in the long run. I, I don't think a Norwich City I, job would help him in the long but run. But the way that Frank Lampard plays is, I think, something that the fans, as a fan of Norwich Football Club, I wouldn't mind. Go for it. I think right now they're trying to play. I don't know what job. Maybe I'm being optimist, but if you optimistic, but if you manage to keep Norwich up in the league and yeah. then keep them mid table, yeah, that's a very respectable job done. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm being optimistic. <laughs> I'm not sure Lampard will see it that way. Once you've tasted that top level football, I'm yeah. sure you don't want to go anything less. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I, on an overview, if Lamp Lampard manages to achieve those things, if he does come, the fans will love it. Yeah. Fans will love it, I think, and um, and I think you know it will be good on his resume. He's the only other manager I can think of who the fans, even if they do go down, and Farke is, um, you know, I don't know, fired mid-season. I feel like he's the only manager who the fans would be like, "Why not?" Yeah, why not? Yeah, like why not? Let's just just bring him in. And I guess that brings the questions: How do you manage fans' expectations? Eh? Yeah. I don't know, as a Norwich fan, I don't know what <laughs> expectations I should have of the club. Yeah. I, I think all fans this year want to see Norwich stay in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. With the, with it'll the be nice. I wanna, is Norwich one of the teams where, you know, I think as fans, uh, this probably brings us to one of my... my this is the segment that oh, is this we hot, now is it, love. Is it Ty's hot Ties take takes. We, Ties we, takes. We need to get someone to like write a jingle for this. Ties <laughs> takes. Yeah. We need, Ties we need, takes we need when nice he goes jingle. home. Yeah, and sleeps. And sits on the toilet this week yeah. and decides, what does he want to talk about on the podcast? So, Ty, How the floor and the microphone yeah. is all yours, my man. So, my take this week is, are football fans really necessary in the modern game? Are football fans really necessary in the more, more modern game? Yeah. And the reason why I say this, now now I, I can hear the, the, yeah, yeah, yes. And I'm not saying that football fans aren't. Right now, listen to this. This is not me saying that I don't want football fans to. This be is Ty saying that he wants every single game to take place <laughs> in an empty stadium because he's enjoyed the. COVID I wanted to be on plastic astroturf. I wanted to be at at the oh. Etihad because there's already no fans there. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason why I bring this up is there was recent news over the weekend, uh, which we we'll touch on later uh, when it comes to, you know, a manager talking about you know fans showing up, and it just led me to really question the idea of how football fans are still really affecting the game. And the reason why I bring this up is I really think of, um, so I was at a pub watching the Chelsea uh, Tottenham game. All the other fans around me were Tottenham fans, only Chelsea fan there. Really felt good uh, to be, you know, uh, you know, you know, just watching them every single goal go in. But what it led me to understand was um, one of the comments that this chap made was, uh, he was like, oh, um, you know, growing up as a kid, I loved going to see Tottenham games. But it did make me think, like, going to see football games probably before the middle 2000s was probably something that you could do as easily as, I don't know, buying a, you know, McDonald's meal, right? You were supporting your team. You could do that. But with recent teams now and stadiums and fees and everything, it's actually quite expensive, you know, season tickets are very expensive. As much as you can say you're a true fan, you can't go to the games as much anymore. Unless it's your local team that's, I don't know, still has amazing prices. And there are some teams in the Premier League that do do this. But the most most modern teams, especially here in England, they cost a lot of money. And that leads me to question the fans going to those games. Are they really the same fans that were there before these, this massive price hike, the fans that really would affect the game, the fans that would really cheer and really you could feel like, yep, yeah, they're definitely changing the game because of the fans. The modern football fan, are they really going to change the game in the stadium? Not outside the stadium. I mean, in the stadium. Are they really going to affect it? There are a few exceptions to the rules, but I don't think there's anything really I can see tangibly where I can say, yeah, they're really doing something here. I I like to disagree because one of the most recent memories where I think the fans changed the game is mm. um, when Liverpool was 3-0 down in the Champions League to 
um, Barcelona. Yeah. That that semi final that what gave me goosebumps as much as I hate Same. to say it. Yeah. As a Man United fan, yeah. that night, like seeing the fans were the way the way that they were. Yeah. I don't think if, for example, if that game was played in New Camp. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Liverpool would have been able to do what they did because they, oh do, no. they did it in front of the Anfield faithful. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the way that they were singing before and after the game and also like for the players, yeah. they will be able to draw back on their night to be able yeah. to find more inspiration if they're in a similar situation. So I think definitely um, there, there is some effect to what the fans do. I'm not the denying game. the effect of the fans. I just question how many more of those games. Like you think back to the history of people and you think of memorable nights in football games. People can pick out many, right? Like for example, AC Milan, Liverpool in the finals uh, for the 2005 uh, yep, Champions League final, yeah. right? And I'm sure all of us can probably think of a lot more examples of where fans in the past prior to that to the way we can see games in the past or when we watch replays of matches way it's so hard to even hear the commentators because fans are cheering so hard as nice as it was to see us win the champions league the chelsea fans i'm sorry but it wasn't really the same it could be because of covid not many people there but if i compare that champions league final to a separate champions league final was is it the same did the fans really change it i feel like it's kind it, i think there's m- many if you use that as an example, there are many reasons. Partly, I think this last year, the final. Okay, was Man City. Man City. I use Man City or even uh, uh, the Arsenal Stadium or even the Tottenham fans uh, over the weekend. L- let's use those as examples. The, the club, those two clubs are in a bad place at the moment. So I don't think like that also affects how the fans sing or like you know behave. Yeah, you're about to say something, Nathan. Uh, for me, it's not fans. To your point, Ty, fans aren't the be all and end all of games because what it comes down to is mentality, and it's it's down to players' mentality. And but they feed, but like they, they feed th- off the fans. This but is like what I'm sorry, like but Tim said, they feed if, off if, it. If, 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 if your team is three nil down, yeah, fifteen yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. and your fans are singing louder than anything, you know what? I would look at my teammate and go, "You do feed off. Look it. at this. You know what? Yeah, yeah, Let's go fe- for it. You do feed off it, and it does boost you, but also." If players have the mentality that even at three 0 down, we can still win this game. But is that not they play more? But is but, that but not the thing a is casualty players of minds now? Drop. Is that not like just a casualty of now? The reason why you're feeling this way is that not a reason of fans who are in the stadium now making us feel like, oh well, it should be the players because why should I cheer if a player's not doing well? Or before, where fans would go to the stadium and say, my team may lose. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to cheer them on yeah. regardless of what happens. I think I'm not saying that every single fan in that stadium isn't cheering, isn't trying to help their team win. But what I am saying is the modern football fan has set an expectation that we need you as the players to perform for us to now cheer for you because I've spent nearly a hundred pounds to watch this game, and if you don't perform, I won't cheer. But before it used to be, I'm at this game to watch my team play. I love this. Whatever you're doing on the pitch doesn't matter. If we're just we're just going to scream our hearts out and really just give you our entire backing. But now, because the tier, maybe it is a financial thing, right? Maybe it is the fans' mentality. Maybe it is a result of you know what we expect from maybe some of the bigger teams or teams that have been in the Premier League for a little bit longer. The only time we see a change in teams when it comes to atmosphere is when it's like, you know, an exception to the rule is Liverpool do have a good support base where they do celebrate, where they do, you know, are a bit louder than other stadiums or teams that have just been promoted because they're going, wow, we're promoted to the Premier League. We're Let's celebrate like Brentford. Yeah, Liverpool. Right? Brentford on that first day of the season. But how was it? You look, at, yeah. you look abroad and you've got, you know, Dortmund's fans yeah. who are, Superb, yeah, uh, in the Bundesliga and and their support. But you're right; like there is no other major major. Right. I think fans this time. Wow, what's what's going on here? This time, I think as you built your argument, the wow. the, the price does make. I'm not agreeing it. with them still, but no, yeah. I think there is a maybe not 100, percent but I think there's a lot to pay. Like a Premier League, if I go watch Manchester United, 
if I wouldn't see. Yeah. How many of us can actually watch these games? Like, well, like I can't. We we. I mean, you could. Well, you could. If you wanted to. Yeah. Well, like for us, it's a lot more work. But like for normal people who work Mondays or Fridays. Yeah. Right. To buy like a Premier League ticket to watch Man United and what to sit all the way up is sixty quid. Like that's all the way up. When I when I went to watch Madrid, um, I sat right next to the pitch. It was forty pounds. Wow. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So that you 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 put so much time and effort into making yeah. to one of the, making one of these games, unless if you're a season ticket holder, that's yeah. slightly different. And then you get all the way, and if your team's bored, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Like boring. If man, which is very often for Man United. Yeah. Um, we we're going to get frustrated. Yeah. And so we might not be singing as loud, or we not might not contribute to the atmosphere. Yeah. So to that point, I agree. I remember a few years ago. Um, uh, um, in basketball, sorry to bring in another American sport, <laughs> but basketball has started doing this thing where they rotate their players rather than playing their star players every night. Yeah, because eighty-two games is That's a, lot. a lot. Yeah, and then you add in add in the postseason. Yeah. If you if you're on a championship run. Yeah. That's at least sixteen more games. <laughs> anyway, so so the Spurs team, uh, Tottenham, uh, not Tottenham, <laughs> uh, San Antonio Spurs. Their coach <laughs> really didn't Spurs. care about like fans' expectations, so he started seating his. Um, Star players, yeah, and the fans were complaining. Like you, I don't care about your health. You're here to entertain me. Yeah, and I think a lot of that mentality has come to uh, European football too. Yeah, you like if you if you look at, okay, I'm I've never been to a South American football game, but That's my okay. impression is that when football on the daily is treated very much like you know a festival. Yeah, it's a, it's a ritual thing. Or like going to see like when people say, oh, let's go to the pub later. Yeah, right. That's what we say. Yeah. That's the, you know you have fun there, right? Yeah. You, you just go there, and has that changed? And I think yeah, because it, the entry level, the entry price is so high. Yeah. I I think fundamentally or culturally that something has changed. And that's what I meant by the modern football fan. I don't mean the overall football fans or this speaks to the football fans. I mean the modern football fan has changed because the people who can mostly afford these games are people maybe who. You know, they buy the ticket, they go to the game, they're like, oh, look, oh, my team's losing. Oh, boo. Yeah. When before it used to be, yeah. there was Jerry down the street who loves his team. He will support them. He brings his drums. Everyone loves well, like, it. His mates from work will say, oh, let's go watch the football game of the weekend. Well, like, You can't coordinate that now. Working class lads like us, if we want to go watch a Premier League game, we have to save up. We have the budget, put yeah. it into our budget. Yeah. And when you have like that, put a, that amount of effort into yeah. like, going to a game... You're gonna want you want to expect something yeah. back. It's like when you go on holiday, right? Yeah. And let's say you go to Jamaica, and then for some reason there's a snowstorm. Like I'm sorry, I <laughs> would be a hundred percent angry I mean, because I'm like I've spent so much money only to get the opposite of what I expected. Climate change is, you know, making that very <laughs> you real. You couldn't even get there, but it's like now with the modern football fan is by the time you save up because also there are people who come from abroad, right? They come from all the yeah. way from like other countries just to see this game, yeah. and then their team goes out there and they and they let's like you mentioned right they mm. bench the star players, they start putting in a bad performance, and then you're just there like well what what am I here for? Yeah. I, this is my holiday, and now you've ruined it, and all like what you're I'm supposed to support for you now? Yeah, I, I guess you know like basketball, foot sports, more modern sports have sort of turned into. Rather than a you know re- weekly competition, it's sort of transformed yeah. into an entertainment industry. Yeah. And I suppose when you when you have that expectation, like if you go to a boxing match, you expect to be entertained. Yeah. And I, I guess this semi ties to me as well with um with the World Cup from last week, which is when you have the World Cup so often, does that maybe potentially bring back fans because now people aren't saving as much money oh. to all these games and now you have even more support for it i'm looking again with these premier league teams should more be done to stop this ridiculous amounts of money being spent on you know how sorry, being asked from fans to, pl- to to actually be an entry point because i'm sure there are some fans out there who haven't had the chance to actually go watch their teams because they can't it's either they pay for their bills or they watch a Chelsea match yeah. and as great as it is to go watch Chelsea you know they what are they going to go back home to you know like we just have to I think that that's that's why this take for me I was I was really thinking about it but yeah 
you know, I was just I was just quickly looking up. I was looking for an article that I read a while ago, and I can't find the exact article. Uh, just on the games during the COVID pandemic compared to games with fans, hmm. and it is it it does make you see how much of a benefit it is to be playing at home and having fans. Uh, like some of the stats here, um, team the the away records, right? Away records, disciplinary records, like when there aren't fans in a stadium, the home team get booked more um, wow. because obviously the, the, the fans aren't influencing the ref. Yeah, yeah. Um, goals drop um, significantly. Um, more so more like away teams 1. won 7. last year, 4 right? to 1.43 a game, so that's, you know, quite a drop. There's yeah. fewer shots um, by 10%. Um these are all based off Bundesliga games, but you can imagine that it's it's basically the same in any league you look at, really, when you yeah. haven't got the home fans there. And you don't realise sometimes how much of an influence they have. Mm. But I get all your points because, yeah, the modern, the modern day football fan isn't a football fan from 10, 15, 20 years ago yeah. when it was more about fun. In, yeah. in, in a way. And it's a local, local community. It's about the local community. You know, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you have now the game has transformed into me, born six thousand miles away, supporting <laughs> a club in a city that I still haven't been to. Yeah, not in like a, a bad way, right? But in a yeah. now that you're here, when well, you we do didn't have watch that, we didn't have that exposure really, did we? There wasn't that much exposure to football in, you know, even just yeah. around the UK, you know, yeah. the countries, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, there wasn't that exposure to be able to choose what team you wanted to support. Mm. You supported your local team, and that was it. Now we choose what teams we want to support because we've got so much footage and and you know we can yeah. watch games live, we can watch well, like match of the day. We what can I realised the other yeah. day as well, like with um, this, even within your same football club, your locality of like which, like as Man United fans, that your locality has so much more has has a special nuance to it as well. Like mm. with the Ollie stuff, I I noticed a lot more local British fans yeah. were super Ollie in. Yeah, but then uh, a lot of the overseas Man United fan I've met are very ah. Oli out. So that brings a whole other dimension to the game. Anyway, anyway, I'm sure this is not what we're talking about, but like, no, but it's it plays something, a part, right? It's something right? for you to think about. I think, like, for for yeah. you, for you guys listening to think about, you know, especially if you're not from around. Yeah. How would you know friends from home and friends here re- respond to the same thing? I was just looking to see if I could find like a percentage of where fans are and apparently Man United have around 73 million fans 73 million I'd, I'd like, I'm like. i sure there's more Chelsea well this is just according to this one website which doesn't seem the best to be honest it says Chelsea have 49 million Man City 40 Arsenal 37 Liverpool 37 uh, Arsenal 37 you have to take my brother out of that one so it brings it to 36 points. Tottenham 22 99. Leicester 6 it, I mean it just goes off <laughs> Tottenham have 22 it's all fans. about you want, you want to support the teams that win like you don't want to support your local teams if they're yeah. not doing well anymore you want to you want to watch a team that's going to challenge oh. for a trophy well you know I've been supporting Man United and we haven't been winning so I don't know what you're on about yeah but <laughs> when you when you started supporting Man United they were a good team right they were up at the top of the tables yeah what what I think this brings us on into one thing I kind of want to talk about because yeah. it got really spicy during the week, and kind of along the same lines of Pep versus Man City. Oh, he had a he's in, he's in trouble, isn't he? That, he's a he's a, in a little bit of a Man City naughty corner oh. at the moment by for fans. The first, I mean, for the first second time out, no. But but yeah, this kind of brings the nuance into it because I, I um I can't remember his name, but the the the, the chairperson or the secretary yep. of the yeah yeah. Of the Man City supporter club, official Man City supporter club. Yeah. After Pep, you know, begged fans to turn up to midweek games, mm. he was basically saying how, like, telling Pep that Man City works lo- a little bit differently to the other clubs he's managed and the other big clubs in the league because Man City has always been very, very local. Yeah. Up till whenever the money came. Yeah, 2009, yeah, so I think it was. It's a very working class background yeah. without a lot of tourist fans yeah. to fill up the stadium during the week. So, during the week, I think that week where uh, Man City was playing in the Champions League, they only had about thirty thousand people turn up. You could see the empty seats. In the yeah, <laughs> in the live, in the live but games. Yeah, but I suppose like if most of your local fans yeah. are, you know, working class, first of all, they can't afford to be there for every game, and if I have to work Thursday morning, yeah, I'm not going to go to um, the Etihad at half eight to watch yeah. them beat 
them beat their opponents anyway. Yeah, and like Just I think someone put this as well on online, which was like, um, why would they go watch a game when they know their team is also quite good, and then save up the money because we're mentioning about the prices, right? Yep. Save up the money for when it is a round of last sixteen, and it's a bigger clash against a much bigger team. Yeah, you I was about Nathan. to say something, Nathan. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I don't know how this slipped through, but Man City were actually 1-0 down at Wickham. They have just equalised. Wow, oh, okay. Um, of course, it's De Bruyne. But also, the England's women team are winning by like four goals. Yeah, yeah, they're doing really well today as well. Uh, it is, yeah, 4-0 currently at the moment. Against but the, is it Lithuania? Uh, Luxembourg. Luxembourg, sorry. It, it, it is mad because we do talk about managers, especially managers who have been at their clubs for a long time they don't mm. tend to have disagreements with fans no. and it kind of did come out of nowhere i mean the etihad has, al- has yeah, never been not, known for it's having not full like a crowds. new thing is it it's Pep? It, it's yeah. never it's never been you know full capacity week in week out but um, is, is it why the did etihad Pep or the modern oh wait yeah, the etihad was after the money right no or they just renamed it it was yeah, the city yeah. of manchester stadium and then oh, okay and then in order to launder more money into Man City, ah, they sold the naming rights to the Etihad oh, um, okay. Airlines, which yeah. is owned by the same people that own Manchester. Anyway, this is a whole yeah, other that's thing. Okay, that's okay, yeah. yeah. But it, it gets to a point where like, it's a random time for Pep to try and call this discussion. Because did he really call it because his players are going to be tired after a it's Leipzig game and they want to try and beat Southampton? It's also... Because he's rich. now apologised, right? He's I now apologised to the fans. I mean, his apology was terrible. He made yeah, it seem like I it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But it, was like he really came out after the Southampton game and was but saying about how he feels bad now because the fans have come out and they've watched a nil-nil draw. No, yeah. but also he said, um, I'm not going to apologise for what I said. No, no, no. Yeah. no it wasn't really an apology. He, but he, he came he out and kind of said about how he... It was a fan's fault for doing so. But my thing was, it's also a bit rich given that he has the deepest squad in the entire league. Oh, I wouldn't say they do. Other than the striker position, but, you know. Yeah. I'd say Chelsea and Man United both have slightly better depth than... Yeah, nah. I think so, especially in the striking options. Um, but regardless of that, I, I look at what Pep Guardiola said and I think to myself, I feel like he must be frustrated because as a manager, you, you know, I guess some of us, you know, when we, when we think of... If I was a player, you know, the thing you think of is walking down that tunnel and you hear the fans screaming and roaring out in excitement. And if I was a fan at that Leipzig game, right, you'd think any fan would love to see their team win 6-3 in uh, in any game. I remember that game, Chelsea versus, um, uh, was it Ajax? Ajax was the 4-4. Reese James. And I remember just, like, if I was a fan there, I know it was a draw, but it was amazing. You remember it. Yeah, I remember because it was just... Well, partly an because fans don't go to every game anymore. Anyway. <laughs> but also because I just think to myself, if I was a manager, right, of course that's not the results you want, but you want at least your fans to be singing and praising your team as as much as they can. And if they are not, it must leave you in a position where you say, this whole season, if we do want that fan factor that maybe some of the teams like Liverpool have where Liverpool with those fans, they could go a lot further this season than they could last year, especially with all those injuries they had. Teams like Chelsea where I have to say the Chelsea fans have actually been doing pretty good when it comes to being audibly able to hear them in every game. And I also look at the Man United supporters and the other supporters around where, you know, they're not necessarily like obviously 10 out of 10, but they're definitely, we can all agree, much better than the Man City supporters. I know people make fun of them saying they're plastic fans or whatever. Empty heart. Em- yeah. <laughs> but I think Pep Guardiola, what he missed the mark on was what we were just talking about, which is he didn't think about how much of a position in which the reason why people are coming to these games is not for the same reason why people went to games ages ago. And what he's asking for is for the fans the best thing he could have done was say, I'm going to buy tickets for 10,000 people. He can afford it. If he had done he that, can, but yeah, if he had done that and then said that comment, I would have been like, you know what? Now people have no excuse. Mate, you would have gone to the game. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I would have, uh, uh, no, no. But it's you know, shirt, but you would have gone. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, I am a Man City supporter. Yeah, yeah. But things like that where I go is if he wanted to, he could have. 
but he just he didn't say what he needed to say in the best light possible. It, it was a, mis- a misinterpretation. I mean, nah, he, he, he messed he's up. claiming it as if he's saying that he saw his players in the dressing room. Well, he's they were tired. You know. He was <laughs> yeah. saying, well, he, he's claiming that he saw his players after the game. They were tired. They had three days to prepare for Southampton. He wanted more people to come down and cheer the team on to boost them. It wasn't about how the stadium was empty and he wants to get it full capacity. But you look at it also as... Yes, times have changed. Yes, since you know the last eighteen months and over COVID, maybe some fans still aren't ready to come out again. But you play in a Champions League game against a decent, uh, you know, a, a, a good German team who finished second last season, and you're getting thirty-eight thousand people in a fifty-five thousand seat stadium. Yeah, I wonder if Man City fans are a little bit taking the success for granted now. I think so. I mean, I look at when they win the league, like when they won the league last, you know, every time they've won the league. Okay. Is it the same excitement as it was when uh, they first won it? Remember that Aguero goal? It is really I've hard. I've never heard the Etihad like that ever sure. again. I think it is really hard as well for us to gauge that because I don't, I have never met a Man City supporter in our age group. Never. So yeah, like I can, I yeah. can go to, you know, go, go to you guys ask about Chelsea stuff. I can go to, yeah, yeah. I don't know who would support Arsenal, but I'm sure I have some Arsenal supporters in my life. I can go to ask them about stuff, but like I never can get the, the vibe of yeah. a Man City fan because no one in our generation would admit to being a Man City fan. Yeah, and if you're then seen as like glory hunting or something like that, yeah. aren't you? Just I've like when we were young. Yeah, you're actually right. I've yeah. met nearly every type of fan on, the, on that table except for a Man City fan. Not in our age group anyway. Either they're yeah. really old and from Manchester. Yeah. Is, um, it, is, is a part of it as well. Um, sorry to interrupt. Is a part of it as well due to the fact that there would have been a lot of Man City fans who flew over to Porto and went to the Champions League final because it was, you know, yeah, a big occasion for them. Are there a few a few fans that have, you know, decided, you know, maybe not budgeted to come back this season because they, they spent a lot of money going to the Champions League final? Are there fans who just don't want to... Yeah. Uh, are still waiting for that it's one trophy they want to watch and, and see their team win? It might also be because, you know, as we sort of joked about, Man City might not have as many fans mm. to sort of rotate. Like, like you know, there's tons of Man United fans waiting to go to watch Old Trafford <laughs> the first Pope time. Pope the managing his fans. I need you for the away <laughs> games. I need you for the home But I, I suppose, I don't know. He <laughs> chooses his crowd every week. I don't know if that's true, but with the age of... You know, You're injured tourism not being as frequent as before yeah yeah as numerous as before i'm guessing maybe that that like we're talking about the financial fatigue yeah affects man city more than these are the clubs who've had who've had success for a longer period of time that has a bigger fan base over the time yeah and you mentioned that fan base right is when you have a bigger fan base it also means that when you get promoted to go to these other bigger competitions some people in those other countries like for example, you're mm. mentioning right uh, where you grew up. If there was, for whatever reason, the Champions League decides to have finals outside of Europe, fans from that local area yeah. are more likely to be finding, you know, a thousand Manchester United supporters yeah. than I am going to find a thousand Brentford supporters. Or oh, in this case, Brentford only have about two two hundred thousand fans, and us. Or like, whenever I go home, in this case, a thousand Man City supporters. Whenever I go home. I think I'm probably like one of 50 Norwich supporters. Really? Because like all the other ones are all NUEA graduates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably like, like it makes sense, right? With like if, like for example, right? If we all had kids or whatever, they would be like, oh, what team Speak does my, <laughs> my mom and my dad support? Next week, yeah. Time. yeah. Mm. Or like for example, the reason why I even supported oh, Chelsea oh, was oh. because, oh, what's oh, going on? Oh, Norwich I, I've just sent on my phone penalty to Norwich, but I am... I'm watching on my iPad that oh is about no. 50 seconds behind. Oh. Um, sorry, continue. That's all right. Like, what was my I excitement. Saying? Oh, yeah. I was like, we were th- talking about, like, you know, the reason why even I wanted to support Chelsea was I was watching an Arsenal and Chelsea game, and Didier Drogba was a, you know, African icon. Everyone loved him. And I loved Didier Drogba. And I thought to myself, between Arsenal, Chelsea, and that's it. I had no idea of even a Man City at the time. This was before knowing any knowledge about football or whatever. I just knew that there were two teams there. Whichever one won did it. When Chelsea, thank God, of course. But think about it this way, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Man United overseas. Oh, Stonewall. What? It's a penalty. Stonewall penalty. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You better flip that phone upside down because you don't want to okay. 
be um, updated. But here's yeah. the thing, right? Liverpool has had success seen since the 80s. Yeah. In modern football history. Yeah. Man United. Yeah. Since the 90s. Yeah. So you've put with Chelsea since you know the late nineties, yeah. the mid two thousands. Yeah, the kind of Abramovich era really. Yeah, took even it off even again. prior to the Abramovich yeah, era, yeah, but it's yeah. superstars, it, yeah, right? But it, like it, it, faded, it faded a little bit. Sure, but yeah. these clubs have had an Arsenal, right? Um, yeah, uh, the Thierry Henry years, the yeah. Arsene Wenger years, and and before with Ian Wright yeah. and all that stuff. Even like Leeds but, as well, right? But that meant that meant that mm. they've had year like ten like decades of building fans across the world. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, and even we're like all staring at the screen. That's now. okay. And even like people from afterwards. Oh, oh my days! That was oh horrible. Oh my day! Oh come wait. on, Norwich! Oh my days! Straight out of the keeper. I kind of felt like what they were going to miss it, to be honest. But anyway, um, with what I was Pookie thinking about with um, uh, with what we mentioned with, with the fans, right? Is I just think what Pep Guardiola said was completely, of course, out of line. But I don't think what he said was in actually wrong. I think what he was saying was, look. The fans are not showing up, but at the same time, is it their fault or is it uh, a result? Yeah, or is it a result I of a Chelsea fan? <laughs> or is it a result of just you know where the actual football higher ups have let left football to be in right now? Yeah, that's fair. That yeah. was a horrible penalty. That was a terrible. It was, it was a terrible penalty yeah. straight down the middle. Oh, uh, he didn't even didn't catch work. it properly. He hit it like under his foot. Didn't work. Ugh. Horrendous. Anyway, yeah, I think you know maybe you're right. Pep was very poorly articulated a valid point. Yeah, and and again, I'm sorry, Mr. Chairman. Um, I still can't remember your name, but um, y- you're right. I think because of that, Pep has missed a lot of the nuance as to yeah. why. Uh, I did just see his name. Hold on, let me find yeah. it. Again. Oh, yeah, and also his Pep Guardiola is not really a manager who Kevin gets the Parker. crowd riling up, right? Like yeah. I look at certain managers and. They would go Mourinho. to the fans. Look at Mourinho. Mourinho would like push the fans up, or they would at least roll up the opposition <laughs> fans. <laughs> right, yeah, Mourinho, Mourinho, Klopp. Klopp's very good at oh, getting yeah. fans back. Or Too Conte, cool. you know, even Tuchel, right? But I look at Pep Guardiola. I'm like, he's a manager. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a thinking man's manager. <laughs> yeah. You can, the thing is with Pep, you can always see the cock sticking. You can yeah. always see that he's thinking yeah, at all yeah, times. Yeah. He's never taken his head off the game. Yeah, he's not a a manager who is. I think in the moment with the fans, he's in the moment with his team. So he's never driven to say, okay, I need to get the team up. So for him to make that comment, like what uh, he was saying was, he he can't then just go and start saying, oh, I need to now all of a sudden make the fans start celebrating. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Pep, when, when was the last time you ever made the fans ever like want to do something like that before? I suppose like, you know, if you think about if Klopp came up to say that, if even Oli Gunnar Solskjaer yeah. came up to say that, if you know Mourinho came up to say that w- at his peak of his popularity, yeah, they would probably get away with it. I think uh, maybe not. Yeah, I think Klopp could get away with it. I think Mourinho or Chelsea could get away with it, but I do not think someone like I think Solskjaer hasn't won every single Man United fan yet. No, but, but, but he, I get what I you mean. I feel like he has a lot more. Or like at the beginning when you were winning in the Champions League, for example, like in that six-month window. Well, no, no, just like I think us fans yeah. have a lot more buy-in with him because ah, they I have see, a lot yeah. more buy-in yeah. with us. Yeah. So there's a lot more tolerance. Yeah. Whereas like like you said, maybe Pep hasn't really emotionally invested in engaging the Man City fans. Yeah. So the moment he says something out of line, it's like, oh, wh- what are you on to, mate? Yeah, it's almost like came out of left field. Even when he said, I was like, this came out of left field, but... Yeah, I mean, talking of the Man United fans, they're going to need um, their fans this weekend because <laughs> they've got a bit of a tough fixture coming <laughs> up, haven't they? And I think that means it's time for us to do some quick predictions. Let's go uh, to wrap this up. Um, starting off, I mean, going off Pep actually as well. You know, the first game of this of this week is is Chelsea v Man City. We don't know what's going to happen at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea are beaten in four against Man City now, I believe. Uh, Just can't beat that man. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm going for a a, a two 0 Chelsea. I'm going. I'm going three nil Chelsea. I'm going three nil Chelsea. Actually, you know what? Yeah, three one, three one. Not not gonna be too overconfident, but three one. I definitely think Chelsea's gonna win. I think Man City without a proper striker, it's gonna be quite easy yeah. to like figure them out. Because um, Chelsea are quite a physical team, and I think the, and the I reason think why they they will struggle is because Chelsea are have what they don't have, which is players who can just push around every now and then. And because Pep's football is very fluid and 
open and some teams aren't really are kind of maybe too afraid to do so players like Rudiger just won't let players like Torres just get whatever do whatever he wants yeah it's that, it's that pressing game isn't it yeah so my answer 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one to Chelsea yeah yep. okay Man United Aston Villa 2-1 Man United I have to say the same I feel like Man United defensively in that midfield that defensive midfield they're letting in a lot more space than they should, and because of that, I think uh, they are going. They, they're going to allow themselves to concede a couple goals, which might make the difference to whether they win the league or not. But I think our back four has been pretty solid this year so far. So uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's the back four necessarily. I just think it's that midfield. <laughs> that midfield is uh, is is the difference between when you look at Chelsea, right? You look at that. You have to get through the midfield, then the defense. When I look at United, I go, Yeah, we can get through the midfield. Then let's at least okay. try to get I through that. Three two. Three, three two, two the Man United. <laughs> what did you say, Ty? So I was saying uh, a two one. I am saying two one to Aston Villa. <laughs> I think this is the game. I think this is the this game. Is the Villa, game? Villa are gonna uh, gonna expose some this weaknesses. man. I mean, on. to be fair, last game they beat Everton three 0 Yeah, but then that w- that was an Everton team with no Pickford, no Richarlison, no Calvert Lewin, um, James Rodriguez. <laughs> James Rodriguez still still not playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, star players missing. Uh, Everton, anyway, they played Norwich this weekend. I think of every team that Everton would have loved to play over the weekend, they'll be licking their lips seeing Norwich as their next opponent. opponent Are so. their players um, back it for this week? Let's have a look. Let's have a look quickly. Uh, if if Ty gives his result first, then yeah. we, we make the informal informed decision <laughs> afterwards. I think it's going to be like a like a 3-0 three, three to Everton. Uh, in all I think if they played the squad that they played last week, there's a good chance it'll be a, like a one-one. I, I feel like Norwich really have to give. I mean, it Calvert Lewin's definitely out, isn't he? He's 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 been ruled out for a while. I, I think it's out for two months. Uh, Richarlison is also out. He's, is he quarantining? No, he's got a knee injury. Apparently. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know about Pickford. actually two. I'll go two 0 I'll go two 0 Um. Yeah, come on, one-one. I'm gonna go for one-one. One Pickford one? is also out with a shoulder injury. All right. I'm gonna go one-one. I think Norwich might be able to get a point here. Very optimistic, you peeps. Very optimistic. Uh, next up, Leeds v West Ham. Uh, the greatest manager of all time. <laughs> oh, shut up um, I think West. I think West Ham. You know, funny enough, I think this is going to be quite an open game. Uh, and Leeds have a way of just drawing against teams that tend to do really well. And okay, I think this so will be it. Two-two. Uh, it just. I'm just going to talk about the greatest manager of all time. Oh, I don't want to hear anything about it. Last five games. <laughs> Draw, loose, draw, draw, loose. I want to hear more about that, actually. <laughs> yes, yes, please tell me. <laughs> and That's not the conversation. The conversation is their predictions. And they've, what, scored... They've had... They've scored one, two, four, five goals, but they've leaked in 14 goals. That's how... That's one of the weirdest managers of all time, but I love that man. Um, what are your like predictions? Losing. What's um, your prediction? My prediction is 2-0 West Ham. 2-0 West Ham. I think it's going to be two, is, is Antonio still out? Is he still suspended? I think he is. No, he's he? only suspended for one game, I think. Yeah, uh, Was it one? Because um, he's available on my fantasy yeah, team. So. so Is he? Oh, is he? Um, was he playing last week? He wasn't playing. No, he didn't play no, last he, week. He was yeah, suspended no, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah only only one game. Only one game. Okay, so I'm going to go West Ham 2, Leeds 1. Mm. Leicester, Burnley's the next one. What was your prediction for that game? May 2-2. Two, two. Okay. I think it's going to be a draw. Yeah, Leicester, Burnley. Leicester... In the bag, Leicester three, three nil. I think it's going to be two on Burnley. You know, no, I don't think Burnley can win against Leicester, but I think Leicester's been found out. I think um, they have been. So I'm going to go with two one Leicester. Talking about Brendan Rodgers, I feel like he's one of those managers where his second season is always the one I need to think about, uh, and I think we need to keep this an is eye on third him. season. Is it third season Leicester? He's he's had quite a few seasons at Leicester, hasn't he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Definitely not his second. It's definitely not his second season. I thought he was his not not second season, but Are you thinking of Sean Wright Phillips? <laughs> <laughs> well the next one. Watford next Newcastle. Let's Watford Newcastle. Uh I'm no, actually someone else go first. I'm nervous. Uh one one. Nah, Watford have been scoring goals. Against Newcastle? Nah. One one. I think it's gonna be th- like a two one to to Watford. Um one of our colleagues won't like us saying that, by the way. Very interestingly, these two teams this season so far, their their goal 
goal for and goal against have been very similar. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go for one one. Tim the casual has turned into Tim the stat man. <laughs> I've been trying to like catch up with my fantasy football. So <laughs> yeah, been, like, I think someone at work has been pushing maths. you to get better. Okay, uh, Brentford, Liverpool. Uh, this is going to be a real test for Brentford, isn't it? Like one it. three, <laughs> one three. Who does that? <laughs> to <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, to Liverpool. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Two one Liverpool. One four Liverpool. One four. Dang. Southampton Wolves. I think Southampton no, another draw. No, no, not one one. This one, one one. I'm g- yeah, I'm gonna go nil nil. One one. One nil to Southampton. Okay, the the North London derby. Here the we go. Arsenal Tottenham. The two biggest teams in all of England. Do you know if if considering a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Arsenal maybe in a relegation battle, if Arsenal win this game two nil, they go above Tottenham in the league. Yeah, but. We need to consider both these teams. You're making it seem like Tottenham are like a, a top team when they've never been. Yeah, a but it's top crazy, team. isn't it? Because like two weeks ago, Tottenham were top of the league and Arsenal were. Oh yeah, but it's, it's not like now, what? I know it's early oh, in the yeah, season, yeah, but course, now yeah. if Arsenal yeah. win two 0 they go above Tottenham. Well, if Arsenal wins, then these two teams will have three apiece. No, they have to score like three goals. Arsenal need to win two nil. Two nil. Two nil. To be honest, I do feel like Arsenal on a on a nice peak. Okay, but I do y- think they're going to do the thing. Okay. Lose. I, I, you know, for my man, um, Tomiyasu, I do want them to win. But like looking at the last two wins, they won, they won against, exactly. They won against yeah. um, Norwich, which is 20th in the league. Yeah. Burnley, who's 19th in the league. And they only managed to get one nil out. But that's the same, nearly the same results as Wolves. But I mean, no Wolves, uh, Tottenham. Tottenham did beat, so I'm thinking of Nuno still with Wolves for some reason. Um, but Tottenham, they ba- barely scraped through some of their victories. Um, I mean, their win against Man City was an absolute shocker f- to everyone. Uh, Tottenham, but t- Tottenham have only scored three goals this season in five games. Which is exactly the same amount, if not less, than Arsenal. Arsenal's only scored two goals. Already. Two goals, yeah. Two goals. So it's two barely scoring it's teams. It's like the unstoppable, uh, the, the, sorry, the what unmovable object yeah, versus I the I unmovable mean, object. <laughs> Maybe this will be a no-no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 calling, I'm calling this one a 1-1. One, one. I think this is going to be... It's going to be a really entertaining 1-1. I, I do go feel one like one. it's going to be like a... I think someone's going to steal it later on. I think it's going to be 2-1. I think the deciding factor is Harry Kane. He hasn't turned up in the season yet. Yeah, this is If it. he turns up, Tottenham's having it in the back. But I don't think he's going to turn up. Final game. The surprise package so far this season. Brighton. Mm. Uh, and uh, away at Crystal Palace. Palace. I can't remember, but I feel like Brighton, for me, are just one of those teams where, as a football fan, you love seeing it. You just go, good on you. And, and I want them to Nike, keep going. Their Nike football kit is like fifteen pounds cheaper than everyone else's. Wow. Yeah, and it, I quite like it. So that's eighty-five pounds for his football. So kit. This, <laughs> this, just quickly, this is a Crystal Palace team that have beaten Tottenham, drawn with West Ham, lost to Liverpool and Chelsea. Like they've played tough games, and aside from that, they drew nil-nil with Brentford. I have to Whereas say, whereas yeah. Brighton have played Burnley, Watford, and Brentford, who they've all beaten. They've beaten Leicester now two-one, and they've lost to Everton. I, fe- I you know, I feel like. I, I'm still going to give it to 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 Brighton. Um, I still think, uh, what's his name now? Aviera is still figuring out the best way for his team to play, and it's going to take some time. But um, I I think Brighton just have a bit more experience on them, a bit more time together that they can string a win together. Uh, I, I think one one. One one. I think Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah, you know they're, they're growing a good player in Eduard, and actually that's a lie. Um, I've got. Crystal Palace player in my team this week, so um, I'm going to go two one to Crystal Palace. <laughs> Who's a Crystal Palace player in your team? Just quickly. Uh, Doesn't Gallagher. Gallagher. Gallagher over Edward. Yeah. G- Gallagher is a midfielder and he is cheap. Oh yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. So He's a cheap midfielder with a high scoring record. Yeah. Against average teams. Uh, anyway, it was I, cracking. I, I'm, s- I'm saving for Lukaku from games at uh, week seven onwards. Hey, if you've not got <laughs> Lukaku, I've got Lukaku and Ronaldo. The rest of my team is terrible, but... I don't know how you afford so many premiums, mate. No, he's definitely... I've got, uh, I've got Salah, Lukaku... To be fair, I did use a free <laughs> hit last week, day. so... Did you use pretty much all your money on, like, the front three? Well, that's what Salah, Ronaldo, and Lukaku. Because those are guaranteed to score. Anyway, we're not here to talk about fantasy Maybe football. next week. Maybe next yeah. week we'll get fantasy football. We, uh, if that's the week, we need to invite our friend. Yeah. Yeah. We have a friend. Mr. Mr. Special guest. We, we have Mr. 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 Top 2000 in fantasy yeah. football Mr. Canada. Uh, how about we get both of the Top 2000s in? Uh, yeah. On the same one. 
Yeah. Well, we can invite them again to talk about other stuff, but they they are good at. They're we like talk about maybe we have a fantasy football week. Maybe we just go fantasy football for just all in, yeah. all in. Okay, now I need to have a good week this week. Uh, and we don't have to have tie in because he doesn't play fantasy, so that'll be double whammy. <laughs> I could be playing. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could start this week, tie, and we'll go off just this week alone. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's just too much time on your hands. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, I've got <laughs> enough time. Um, anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure again to record this with you both. Um, thank you, Ty. Thank you, Tim, for turning up um and that's another episode done uh so yeah, next so week unlucky number seven is it unlucky number isn't it hey, i'm a christian yeah. seven is the number of completion 100 percent. okay so maybe uh maybe episode Ingolo seven Cante's episode number? seven the cristiano ronaldo, ronaldo episode Winner? on fantasy football oh, i've had enough <laughs> uh shut up sorry again well uh, anyway i think now. what he meant was we'll see you guys next week <laughs> we will see you next week have a good week bye, bye. <laughs>